This is episode 9 of Small Business Rising. My name is Anna, and today we're going to talk about the foundation of a successful business. Is there a secret, that one universal, most important thing you need to know that will lead you to success? Or is it as personal as a pair of underwear that you are wearing right now? Join me for the next half an hour and let's find out. So hello everyone and welcome to Small Business Rising. Today we are having a very first episode when I am the only host and that is because of certain unpredicted circumstances. Uh, Some of you might know that uh, me and Marta, we are actually having two radio shows. One of them is called You've Got Five Options. And the other one is called Small Business Rising, the one that you are listening to right now. And we normally record our shows every second Friday, so we do everything at once because we are very productive. However, last Friday when it was our recording time, unfortunately, I had to stay home because uh, my daughter was sick. And the problem is that my wonderful technician, Dave, hello, Dave. Hello. Is a... coincidentally the father of my daughter that's what i was told yeah yes uh, that's at least the official version uh, that's what i told him well okay she looks like you come on <laughs> <laughs> she's like it's uncanny she looks like you she's like mini you so of well, course if, 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 if it looks like a dog and it quack like a dog it is a duck. It yeah? is a duck, exactly. So uh, one of us had to stay home and because Dave works as a radio engineer here at the station, uh, I was I was the one who had to stay. So Marta came last week to do the You've Got Five Options. If you are interested in You've Got Five Options, which is a, a quite a fantastic uh, talk show where we solve uh, l- challenges from our listeners by giving them five different options to choose for for free and we also have a lot of interesting uh, quite extraordinary guests that we do interviews with so if you are interested in our very first radio show podcast that is still running after three years since it has been launched then uh, please just go to the fiveoptions.com and you will find it there or type in you've got five options in any major streaming platform like Spotify or iTunes or whatever podcasting thing you use and you will find us there. So Marta came and did You've Got Five Options on her own last Friday, but this Friday she couldn't come. So I came to do the small business rising. That's why I am here alone. And uh, the idea of this program came actually actually to me like two days ago, because uh, many of you might also know from our previous episodes that we have a group on Facebook called This Year I Buy From A Small Business. Say what? Yeah, you basically have to type it in in Facebook and then you will discover our group. We have more than 1000 members right now. Woohoo! It started with really like a couple of my friends. So the group is really uh, big right now and it's a group for uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, local community builders, but also people who are seeking uh, small business providers, products and so on. 
So we do a lot of uh, promotion there, but we also uh, share the knowledge. And there was one guy, his name is uh, Jakob, I think, Peterson. I will not even try because he is Danish and my Danish is of a questionable quality. Peterson. Peterson. Maybe it's Peterson. Well, you know, maybe one time I will just ask him to record his name and I will insert it into the radio show. But uh, basically, Jakob has asked a question. What is the foundation of a successful business? And um, we got a lot of answers. Uh, That was actually one of the most engaging uh, posts on the group in a while. And uh, there were a couple of thoughts I had. First of all, Everyone defines success in a different way, right? So there is the traditional approach to a successful company where we perceive a company as a successful when it makes a lot of money and it's, I don't know, famous. And there is also, I would say, a rather new alternative to the traditional approach vision of a successful business where the owner feels fulfilled, does what he loves and can sustain himself on a decent level of living and also helps community or local people or just people in a process. So, of course, that was the very first thing, you know, what do you mean by a successful business? And here I actually have a I think I had a comment somewhere from our adorable, lovely Marta. Uh, but I will leave it for later because that's not the comment I wanted to tell you. So, Marta, it's like you are almost like you are here because I will quote you. But I think uh, I will start with comment from Vlad. He actually made a very good point. Uh, and the comment is, first, I think it's important to define what is successful word for you. And after, to model your business around that. Otherwise, it's just copy-paste of someone else's definition, understanding and lifestyle, which in the end won't bring you anything. This year was fine, first time, when I sit with myself and answer this question, what is a success for me? Was really revealing and rewarding to find the answer and brought clarity to my future business steps. I totally recommend this introspection before jumping into other business suits. So that is a very, very good point because before we will answer this question, as I will have some answers for you guys, we need to truly make a distinction that there is this traditional view of successful business. And I actually have a uh, background in uh, in business studies. I finished master in business administration, which means I'm specialized in nothing. Um, so basically, I know all the business theories and business models and how important it is and strategies and other things. And at the university, they will definitely tell you that the successful business is a business that brings the profit to the shareholders. Shareholders. So basically, in a in a nutshell, the business that makes money, right? But I think it is kind of outdated. I know a lot of small business uh, owners who are working their asses off and they have actually achieved some sort of a success in the traditional terms. So a lot of clients and sales and and money. And they were uh, quite miserable with their life because, for instance, they had none. You know, sometimes when you work uh, 24 hours a day, yes, some people claim they do that, you don't really have... um, 
I don't know, an opportunity to to enjoy your life. I also met people who were starting companies as small businesses and then they were going to uh, look or seek for some investors and then investors uh, came in and started to influence the way the business is run and then you have this internal conflict because you need that money and you need to listen to your investor. But then on the other hand, you are not really aligned with what your business have become. Can we call it a success? Yes, on paper, in traditional terms, if that business brings you money, it is a success indeed. But is it a success for you? Does it contribute positively to your life? So we have to make this distinction before we will go further. And I hope you can define for yourself what a successful business means for you. Because then the foundations might be different. Dave, what do you think about uh, my introduction? It was beautiful. Was it? What do, do you think that there is this kind of um, a division between the traditional and alternative ways of defining success in life? Uh, definitely. I mean, I have not the much money, but I'm quite successful. Yes, <laughs> are you? <laughs> well, I've got a girlfriend. Well, that's true. That's a that's a that's a progress. Uh, yeah. Who is she? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to listen to you <coughs> because we can create conflict. <laughs> yes, and we don't need conflicts here. Exactly. Yeah, I but think I think there is a there is a. If everything was about money, obviously, successful business is definitely uh, measured by that mark. And I guess if you don't, if you're not producing profit. Definitely, the business is not car- going to carry on. Totally. Therefore, it's not going to be successful. It's going to disappear. But is it the profit the only thing that you measure? You know, a successful business. Mm-hmm. I, I, I go back. I go go back to the hospitality industry because I worked there for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And there will be businesses that I will know personally that operated close to the business I was operating at that point that have a completely different approach to the way that they were doing things. Therefore, they were driven extremely by profit making. Mm -hmm. But people that worked there was very unhappy working there. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they have a huge turnover of staff, you know, uh, and the business was successful to an extent because it was creating profit, but uh, there was no life on the business itself, you know. You will have uh, quite a lot of management staff rotating one a year, a year and a half maximum. About a, a, a manager will last there because it was impossible to be training constantly people, people for yeah, positions, course. and there was nothing to keep them there being happy about the job. So, therefore, I will say that that business wasn't that successful in that sense, mm-hmm. you know, because. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I actually can completely see your point because this is one of the biggest nightmares for any business because hospitality. So you probably gave an example of a restaurant, right? Yeah, that was a. I was giving a, thinking about a, a place called Shortage House. Shortage House, so which is part of the the people that own Soho House. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so they had a constant shortage of uh, no, staff? No, they, <laughs> they didn't have a shortage of staff. I mean, I, okay. I got involved with that project because they asked me to help them to, I did a consultancy for them to mm-hmm. generate an employee handbook. Okay. Okay. And it's because one of the upper managers have worked with me before and, and you know, we have the background of doing it together and he told me, come and do it. The problem, why did they need to generate an employee handbook was because 
there was not real really time to train much stuff so basically they pay nothing they treat them very badly so people from the guy that cleaned the toilet to the bartender will be there for i don't know five six months and then they will find another job yeah you know because it was bad pay and and, and you know it was pressure 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 they they didn't want to spend the money on training the staff therefore they just wanted to have an employee handbook that the employee mm-hmm. can read and said well you know these are all the things i need to do and this, this is are, my training basically this, yeah, this okay. is my responsibilities and and my you know mm-hmm. and uh, because they wanted to shorten the time of training yeah and uh, which is kind of like you can you can argue this point was be- because for instance i came from the other background when we actually will pay very well our staff train them but we hold them for some years of, i mean some of my staff will go from one restaurant or one club to another with me mm-hmm. you know so i have employees sometimes other were they're working with me for seven years okay uh, it eliminated the factor of me putting energy on training people you know so basically at the end of the day the loss that I, the loss that it will generate my training time, you know, and uh, was was actually better than the loss that they were generating with constantly having the turnover of stuff. Yeah, you know? but you know, even from the from the business theory point of view, you know, the, this is the biggest nightmare for all the managers to have constantly fluctuating stuff. It's a huge problem, especially in big corporations, because when you have a restaurant, you still can kind of fastly train people. But when you have a huge turnover with people like specialists or managers, and it's a complicated and complex environment to navigate when you have a corporation, uh, the time wasted on the training is actually a very valuable time because it is said it takes three to six months for a person to kind of get an idea what's going on in the company. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think that in the longer run that that restaurant might have felt the yeah, consequences. But, but it, was a very, it was a very different business model. You mm-hmm. know, like I was working at that point, I was running a bar that was a, a, supposed to have a, a, a philosophy of being a local bar, mm-hmm. which it succeeded. You know, we will get all the locals of that area that were like sort of funky professionals, you know, designers and artists. And hipsters. Hipsters in a way, yeah. Chordish uh, House and Soho House are like a hotel chain, which is private clubs. Mm-hmm. You have to be a member of the club. So they, they don't, they don't, they weren't calling into, our success was we have a great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, and that called people, and it was cool to go there just because it was cool to go there. We didn't have members, no. The thing is, was the experience that we provide was good. A Chordish house or Soho house, they weren't selling you the experience; they were selling you the what it came with being a member mm-hmm. or being invited to be a member. You know, beautiful so, place, uh, so swimming pool and the two rooftops, wonderful rooms, restaurants, everything was there. But the experience, in a way, wasn't. It was so cool to say, "I'm a member of Chordish House. I'm inviting my friends to have a weekend on Chordish House." Okay, so basically, it was based on this kind of a feeling of exclusivity. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, a very different <coughs> business model. Therefore, they can apply that. You know, because. But thanks for actually telling this, because now we can see that there can be a different foundations of 
a successful business, depending on the business. So first we said depending on your definition of success, then depending on your business, because in case of the restaurant or the, the bar you were running, it was about atmosphere. So that was, let's say, one of the key foundations to create an atmosphere that is welcoming, welcoming attractive enough for people to come. And the other place have created a business model that was based on feeling of exclusivity, prestige, status. I am a member, so that means I am someone, right? And I think that that's why many people have given different answers to this question, because we got answers from business plan, marketing plan, hard work, passion for what you do, strong bank, uh, brand to even prayer and oh. God. There were actually two people because I posted the same question on another group for small businesses. And uh, there were people who were answering that the foundation of a successful <laughs> business is a prayer or is a faith in God. And you know, and, and I actually <laughs> those things are relevant for the people that believe that those things are exactly relevant. that's that's you the know. that's the whole thing. You are absolutely <laughs> Whatever right. Whatever gets you there. Whatever <laughs> gets you there, if you prayed your way out of to success, then I am fine with that. But I think that you know we are almost uh, halfway into the show and I think you already get the point our dear listeners that we will not give you a straightforward answer. We will give you a set of answers from people in our group and other groups that have uh, provided us with their input, but there will be no straight answer. But let's see, okay, what we have here. So first of all, before we will start talking about this, I also want to mention one thing. Sometimes I believe entrepreneurs have the so-called the blind spot. So they believe that they have achieved a success because of certain things, when in reality, those were completely different things. Now I'll give you an example. <coughs> For instance, you know, you are having a business and you are putting a lot of hard work, the so-called grinding, you know, you do it uh, 16, 18 hours a day and you put you all your energy and stuff. And let's say for one year or two years, nothing happened. Suddenly you get a client and another client and you are, you know, woohoo, I am actually getting successful. And then you could answer, yes, it's because of my hard work because I was grinding so much, right? But maybe in reality, you were grinding, 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 and your first client came because the neighbor of yours said to the guy, actually, I know someone who can do that. And it could have been a complete and outer coincidence that you got your first client and that that client was satisfied with, with what he got and said to another person. So sometimes we have this our own stories we tell to ourselves what made our business successful when there might be other factors behind it. And uh, secondly, I think that, you know, we have this traditional and, and alternative approach and there are definitely different strategies. And now Marta will come into play because I will quote her comment. So Marta wrote, in my opinion, there is not one answer that works for everyone. Well, that we actually have uh, established already. Probably Marta could have told us uh, this in the first five minutes. As a person educated in management and marketing, when I started my business, I had a solid business plan outlined in BMC and a standard format, a strategy and branding in place and target group. And I failed big time according to my plan. 
Then I dropped any planning, strategy, marketing, and just followed my heart and my business picked up and started growing really nicely. So as you can see, this is this is that kind of a... Yeah, so what is it, right? You know, is it let it go and, and, and just follow it? We could also argue that Marta did some work prior to, to you know, uh, developing her business and it picked up. And those were the foundations. She just haven't um, realized that she built those foundations. But let's see what else do we have under the belt. Not, of course, literally, figuratively. So we have a comment from Nabil who said, focusing on one customer and solving one problem for them really were well. That's also a good foundation. That's a good. Uh, that's a good thing. What do you think? Mm, depending of the business you're running. Yes, that's true. You know, I mean, not to be. I mean, if I, if I'm running my recording studio or I'm producing someone music, mm -hmm. of course, I only have one client at the time mm -hmm. because I'm only one in my business. No? But maybe but he when, meant if I'm if I'm running a bar. That I have a line of six mm -hmm. people, you know, behind waiting for being drink uh, to get in drinks. It's just relevant for the bartender when they're focusing on what they're serving. If you know, so we're working bars that you need to take six orders at the same time. Yeah, but you know? I I think the person might have meant I will I will do the some sort of like a interpretation. Maybe by one customer he meant one group of customers. You know, like one special group of customers but it, it's a good advice nevertheless for no, some people it works definitely for people that are dealing with business that are one-to-one -one, mm -hmm. you know yeah then, then definitely uh, i mean in a bar in, in a bar or in other circumstances in an airline or whatever you are dealing with mm -hmm. in retail in general that you might have mm -hmm. you might work in an h&m you know yeah you cannot go one-to-one -one because you don't have the staff to do one-to-one -one. but you know you deal with a customer when a problem arise or there is something specifically that you need to work with that customer in particular, then it is, you know, focus on the customer. You know? Yeah, that's true. But uh, then I will actually read two comments, one after another, and then you can actually see the huge contrast between those. So Christina wrote, Working smarter, not harder. Those who still believe that we have to work hard to succeed get this all wrong. We all have the same 24 hours. What matters if what we do with it? From my side, I work one to two hours per day on my business and I let it run for me the next 22 hours so I can spend all this time with my daughter and spend quality time with her, travel the world and do whatever the heck I want to do. And then uh, the comment directly under uh, from Dylan was taking massive actions, working hard daily, <laughs> setting daily, weekly and monthly goals, not quitting when things don't go your way. Adapt, find a niche and own it. Running a million plus dollar a year insurance business on my own. OK, first of all, congratulations, Dylan. Uh, second of all, you can see <laughs> completely two different approaches working smarter figuring out a magical way versus working really hard grinding and so on so guys you can see definitely that 
some people are successful doing different things. Christina got 10 replies to her comments and people started to attack her that she's for sure some kind of scammer on she has a multi-level marketing company Whoa. because how can you work one to two hours a day? I don't know. I just checked that she's a business consultant. One, two hours a day for me, it's definitely very few. Even for business consultants, I mean, uh, I, I will not go further into I, you know I, I, judging I, her, but yeah. Listen, I think it's part of what the model of your business is. You know, I mm -hmm. can I cannot open a restaurant and pretend to work two hours a day and then the business yeah. drive by itself because I you know the some. If I'm a small business, someone need, I will need to be cooking, probably taking orders. Yeah, you know. Uh, but if your business model is different, I have a ma a friend of mine, Matthew, mm -hmm. uh, in England, that many years ago, many years ago, opened a compare site for for insurance. It was one of the first ones. Mm -hmm. He doesn't work at all. It just runs. He just he just run once in a while, goes and put you know. So it's an insurance for? It's a compare site. It was a compare site ah, for insurance. Comparing insurance. So that kind online. of online business. So okay. therefore he has <coughs> moved to Thailand. Mm -hmm. And he once in a while he will go and check if the algorithms were running, if the website was okay, you know. Mm -hmm. But ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. That is a very good point, Dave. You yeah. are absolutely right. But let's jump to the last comments because at the end we also have a poll and we have five minutes. So then we got a comment from Wayne who said, Research your landscape before opening doors. Have sufficient resources to get you through the bad times. So I guess some sort of savings. And be creative and aggressive about getting sales. And I would like to finish with Theodora comment. And she said, I can say that today I'm running a successful business from the traditional and personal points of view. It's sustainable. I live a decent life from it and I don't compromise. I never had a business plan or a marketing plan, which is wrong, yes, but was not vital for my success. In my opinion, the foundation of a successful business is authentically supplying a demand through your product or service while you have a great confidence in your skill and a strong ability to adapt. I think this is a quite wise comment. And of course, then I have uh, Rochelle and Junika who said, faith in God and prayer. This you have to always have apparently. Praise and the Lord. Praise the Lord. So guys, you have a lot of different comments and points of view. So I will wrap it up with a poll because of course, afterwards, I gathered all of those comments and I think I made around 20 categories of, of those success factors. And uh, people were voting for what do they believe personally is the foundation of a successful business. And number one thing that was voted as the top on the list was knowing who you are and what your purpose is. That's interesting. Then on the second place, we had having very clear idea what your business is and how is it different from competitors. The third place was patience and resilience. Fourth one, passion for what you do. Fifth one, enjoying the process. Sixth one, strong brand. Seventh, having great network and connections. That's actually quite important. Eight, business plan. Nine, courage. And 
10 consistency. And then, of course, there were votes here and there for other things. Actually, marketing strategy was uh, on the 14th place. So it's super interesting to see it because those votes actually came from small business owners and entrepreneurs themselves, right? So everyone here uh, could contribute their vote and they could also add their own options. For instance, the number 10 that I have uh, uh, quoted here, consistency, was added by one of the entrepreneurs, right? And uh, got votes. So guys, knowing who you are and what your purpose is, having a very clear idea what your business is and how is it different from competitors, patience and resilience, passion for what you do, and enjoying the process. That's our top five. Dave, we have, I think, a bit more than one minute left. So I would like to ask you, what do you think about this? Uh, I think it's like, whatever you're going to do, try to understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And why and you're doing to, it. Yeah, and, and try to, well, exactly. Uh, and uh, as soon as you have a clear picture of what you're getting into, if you don't have all the information, Acquire people around you that knows, mm-hmm. you know, and will give you an input. If you can, hire them, <laughs> yeah. you know. If you have the money. <laughs> if you have the money, hire them yeah. because it's important. You know, you can take any business you want. You can think, oh, well, maybe the cleaning company business is good. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. I don't even clean my room, <laughs> you know. But uh, if you're going to do it, you know, you will need to try to understand what you're doing, get get a grip. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think that is the imp- most important thing when you're going to pre- going to doing something, mm-hmm. try to get all the angles, as many angles as you can to understand what you're getting into. Yeah. And then you are far better prepared than if you just went like, hmm, yeah. I got a wonderful idea. I agree with you. But do you think that, uh, and that's a yes or no from you, do you think that knowing who you are and what your purpose is could be the most important thing? Always. Always. So thank you very much, guys. And uh, we will hear each other next week. That was Small Business Rising. Bye. We are-